you touched on the beginning of the episode and you also touched on the end where they have to give it back. I especially enjoyed that sequence toward the the end where the, the crew comes back that hired them and they have that fight sequence. Yes. That oh, was yeah. great. Yes. Oh yeah, it was a really well done uh, fight scene actually. It's yeah. again really quick, really brutal to the point quick gun action and Zoe coming off of the lever action rifle. Like here's the thing about this space Western thing. What instantly gave me the attitude is that we have these sci-fi ships. It's set on a Western a desertish backworld. You have Western style firearms gunslinging. And then we have this evil warrior guy with tattoos across his face. Like he's some Viking warrior with a gigantic freaking boomerang blade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That so it's like a mishmash. Blade. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's uncancelled. I just wanted to do ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the show where we review 30 shows that were cancelled after one season of the last 20 years. Correction, 30 of the best shows, according to Thrillist.com, by some guy on the internet. We don't know. Don't know his name. Not about to find out. Today's guest is Brayden. Hello, everyone. And we are reviewing Firefly. 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 A lot of people know about this show. You know, it's a pretty, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people say it's the best show ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is a really, really strong cult following. It's like one of the uh, most beloved one-season uh, shows ever. Plot summary. 500 years in the future, a renegade crew aboard a small spacecraft tries to survive as they travel the unknown parts of the galaxy and evade warring factions as well as authority agents out to get them. Captain Malcolm Mal Reynolds is a former Galactic War veteran who is the captain of the transport ship Serenity. Mal and his crew, Ensign Zoe Elaine Washburn, Zoe's husband, Pilot Hoban Wash Washburn, Muscular Mercenary Jane Cobb, Young mechanic Kaylee Fry, former Alliance medical officer Simon Tam, his disturbed teenage sister River, both on the run from the interplanetary government, the Alliance, the beautiful Curtisan, Inera Sarah, and preacher Shepard Book do any jobs, legal or illegal, they can find as the Serenity crew travels across the outskirts of outer space. There is at least five plot summaries written by different people mm-hmm. each one longer That's than IMDb. the next one IMDb for you <laughs> yes indeed it is uh give it a nine out of ten is the average Two hundred fifty-five thousand mm-hmm. votes yep a lot of geeks the, there a lot of geeks Meet the most spaced out crew in the galaxy that's a tagline i'm trying to find the right, here we are A 10 out of 10, the top review. Beautifully crafted and enjoyable series. This show blew me away. The beauty of the production, detail in the sets, the well-written characters, the intelligent stories and concepts, the fun, the drama, and the excitement all amazed me. I don't usually spend time watching TV, but I honestly hated having to wait until the next show. Exclamation mark smiley face. I don't... I don't usually spend time watching TV. And what do you do? 
not why watch were TV. You, why were you watching this then? That's such a weird thing to say. I don't usually do this, but I was doing this right now and I enjoyed it and I think I might do more of it. But I just want you to know that I don't usually do it. Yep, often common turn of phrase when you want to really show your excitement for something, probably dramatizing it and playing up to it, playing up on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You sound like a nerd and you don't want to admit that you're a nerd. Just embrace <laughs> it. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, yeah, nine out of ten overall average. What would you rate this? Overall rate? My overall rating from what I saw from the first and the last episodes, would I would honestly give it an 8 out of 10. It's really well-crafted. The CGI, it's okay for its time in 2002 for TV, considering the pilot especially. There's not too much of a budget going. You have to work with what you know. You got to really sell it, and you don't have quite the backing for it. I thought the visuals and the effects look good of the spaceship Serenity. And yeah. I thought it established itself pretty well with the um, atmosphere and the mood of like the bar and like this Western world, essentially. First episode. The first episode in my overall um, review of it, it was really good. Eight out of 10. It fully deserves it. And it established like the framework of the plot. Well, before you jump, let's, by yeah. the way, first episode is called The Train Job. And Mal has second thoughts after discovering that two boxes of Alliance gets his crew. What? Our medicine. Our medicine for the sick people of a nearby town. Yeah. It's the a Balto story. got worded was messed up, but whatever. Yep. Mal so, has second thoughts after discovering that two boxes of Alliance goods his crew has been hired to steal are full of badly needed medical supplies headed for the mining town of Paradiso. So... You like this? Yeah, I actually I did like, like it very much, actually. So working from the first episode, um, it actually contains what I thought was the uh, best scene on the two I uh, watched. So spoiler alert, as the way the episode goes, at the very end, the crew have second thoughts and they decide to say stuff it to this job and they give the stolen goods back because the town needs it. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, 20 years ago, but spoilers. My goodness, the spoilers <laughs> of 20 years ago. Hey, people still get mad if you spoil, like, I don't know. Invasion of the Body Snatchers or something. From what I can wager with Joss Whedon, like, he has, like, this style of directing, and it comes in, like, it's very dynamic and very quick on its feet, the way he builds things up. It's, like, quick and witty banter, an action scene, and more banter mixed in. It's, like, a world of sarcasm and quick and witty remarks. And the, in the opening scene, like, um, both the characters, both Malcolm and Zoe, they're already fairly established as, like, these um, tough-talking mercenaries. Very right. quick. Zoe's much more quick to be angered, and uh, Malcolm... It's a more like quiet, tranquil sort of anger from his perspective because opens up in the bar with a scene of them all on a drinking. Then all of a sudden an Alliance loyalist shouts up and drinks and toasts to the government. The government, which of course, Malcolm and the rest of the crew actually fought. Actually, no, it's not established the other grunts. Malcolm in particular was a rebel soldier and uh, he fought against the government and he lost the war of the independence versus the Alliance. So he had to go he rogue, the law essentially. The law won. Yep. Who would have thunk, right? <laughs> so it was a really effective setup i thought it was very uh well yeah i, I liked it well enough i got no mm -hmm. bad things to say of it i, I like the idea in the first episode that they uh they sort of i guess fail mm -hmm. they get caught right they're trying to pull off a heist and they get caught and that's kind of uh mm -hmm. especially for like the first episode of a show is kind of 
a rarity, I would say. Mm-hmm. Especially in that time. You're not going to see... Usually it's like the hero or even, you know, the, the main character or whatever will have success. So I thought that was an interesting change of pace. Certainly. Mm-hmm. As far as the setup you were saying, do you have anything to add to that? Just um, a good setup of, of the series, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the way it's set up is because the way that the first episode Julie really has to do is they have to establish a character as ground them. So they sell it to the network. The dynamic was the dynamics between the characters are like the snark and witty banter. It's quick. It's supposed to get through the chases, get through the plot beats very quickly. Like uh, Jane, of course, the funny guy, Adam Baldwin, good actor, liked his performance yeah. as the uh, extremely macho, gruff guy who then ends up in these comical situations where, spoiler alert, he has to get strapped down to the train. And uh, he's being very aggressive about it. It's like, you're not the one who's about to be thrown on a train to the doctor they're harboring in. Yeah, he's very, very pointed and aggressive. And thinking of Joss Whedon's style, it's like high energy series. That's like the setup. It's like this is going to be very high energy set against the backdrop of this like Western space Western thing. So that's the thing that I'll have to say to add to that in the setup. Absolutely. I agree with that. I, yeah, like I said, I found it a nice kind of change of pace. It did. It, it, yeah, like you're saying with the quickness and stuff, it did feel like I was I, I, I was having trouble kind of keeping track of everything, kind of keeping up. I, I did watch it twice. I went back and watched it twice. And I did en- enjoy it more. I wasn't so sure of, of all that was happening. When I went back and saw it a second time, I found I was picking up on more detail. And I like to do that um, with certain shows. If I feel like unnecessarily, because it just flew over my head and I'm a dummy, but, you know, depending on what. I got some distractions. I had to pause it a couple times, so then I went back and watched it a second time in full. You touched on the beginning of the episode, and you also touched on the end where they have to give it back. I especially enjoyed that sequence toward the to the end where the, the crew comes back that hired them and they have that fight sequence. Yes. That oh, was yeah. great. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was a really well done uh, fight scene, actually. It's, yeah. again, really quick, really brutal to the point. Quick gun action and Zoe coming off of the lever action rifle. Like, here's the thing about this space Western thing. What instantly gave me the attitude is that we have these sci-fi ships. It's set on a Western uh, desertish backworld. You have Western style firearms, gunslinging. And then we have this evil warrior guy with tattoos across his face. Like he's some Viking warrior with a gigantic freaking boomerang blade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a mishmash. It's like a sci-fi mishmash. A stew yeah. of sorts, drawing upon elements that you think you're cool, and then they add it into the little mix. And Joss Whedon managed to pull it off this time fairly decently well. Yeah, he had some success there. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, not always had that, not always been the case. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this kind of took a page out of those 90s. Uh, where they were updating those modern updates on like classic stories where you had like Romeo and Juliet uh, with DiCaprio and Claire Danes, like kind of, you know, the, the, the swords became guns or whatever. And, and the, mm-hmm. the dialogue was, the characters were like updated with like old, so kept the Shakespeare dialogue and, 
And then you had Cruel Intentions. That was like updated take on Dangerous Liaisons. Or there's a there's a whole slew of those, and this kind of this kind of took a page out of those, but made it like better. Where it took like kind of old fashioned westerns and made it in space. And it, was, mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was really fun. It was really cool. And they did it. Yeah, he got away with it absolutely, and he did it well. Shout out to Greg Henry. Love that guy. He's the uh, the the sheriff or whatever. I don't know. The guy that catches them. Whatever. The town sheriff? Oh, you personally know him or just shout out to him? No, just shout out to him. I fucking love mm-hmm. him. He's a great actor. Uh, Body Double. Great. Classic De Palma. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. Great ah. Brian De Palma flick. Greg Henry's in it. It's great. Oh, Check it out. It's Body Double. I'm telling you. Just wanted to shout that out. One of my favorite movies, Body Double. Nice. That's where I know him from. So that's just a personal shout out. Now we can move on to da, 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 the 13th and final episode. Last episode. Sad. Sad face. People are sad, sad face. about that. Absolutely. Yep. Sad that it got canceled this final episode. There was more or like sorry, um, yeah. open-ended plot threads that they needed to address that they didn't get the time to because it got canceled. Ugh. Ugh. Season one, episode 14. The message. Is that what I saw? I am not sure. <laughs> it's the one where the bounty hunter um, actually comes for River. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what, that doesn't sound like this. Mm-hmm. I think that is trash. I'm sorry, did you and no, I see the same episode together? <laughs> did we watch, this is, is number 14, it doesn't, that's the message, right? Yeah, and, then, and what's the synopsis of that one? The dying request from an old army buddy turns treacherous for Mal, Zoe, and the rest of the crew. Uh, but I'm pretty sure the final episode is where the bounty hunter comes for summer. Comes for River. Clouds. Yes, River. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is the final episode because I saw the movie and the movie is a continuation of that. But yeah. um, I'm a bit confused about this because that doesn't sound like what that is. The message does not sound the same at all. Whatever. You know what? Don't know, but. We're going to say that that is the final episode is where the bounty hunter comes for a river. And yep. we have no, that is the synopsis that we're giving because what I can't find out what episode that was officially, but we're going to assume it's the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you rate that? What did you rate that? That I will actually give a slightly higher rating than the first episode. I'm going to give it 8.5. I actually rank it above. I actually think it was better considering it's further into the series. The actors have more time to get even more into the roles. I mean, mind you, the pilot episode, they were already in their characters. And this time, like the rhythm and beats, like they're even better in the way the characters interact and mix and mingle and play off each other. A bit more developed as what you can assume when you're directing and developing in a series for a while now like get the interaction with the doctor and the um, engineer who are spoiler they're very flirtatious in their relationship it's developed from like them first getting to know each other like after being on the yeah. ship for a little bit at the beginning of the move of the series and we also get Shepard interacting with Jane we get characters actually breaking off and squabbling and talking with each other and reflecting on past experiences that they built from the other episodes which we didn't have time to get to 
But Rich. so I think it's better character wise because they've had more time to play around with roles. We get more interactions with them, get more meat and gravitas and like plot related elements and like things changing while the character is still being there. New perspectives uh, and everything. For sure. I admittedly am going to have to take your word on all of that. I didn't. I only managed because of work computers. What are you going to do? They block all the good websites. I only got to see this distorted version on YouTube. It was mm. like the audio was like distorted and the video was uh, the video was fine overall. It was just smaller like picture in picture. It was just yeah. they distorted the audio and it made it a bit of a mess for me. That's the problem of YouTube. They have to do that for copyright reasons. They have to distort the audio and or distort yeah. the picture too. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright. With this, one, with this one. But there's other shows on there that are not. <laughs> but Hmm. Eh, not for long though i thought since the first episode the train job was on daily motion that they would have the 13th and they well they had listed as this episode but it was the first episode over again so the content Ridiculous. was not what the title said so i had to go with this and um i still thought it was decent overall I think you would give a much better review than me. And it's fitting because that was the episode I watched before coming into this podcast. Not directly, but I watched it a few hours before. Oh, there mm -hmm. you go. Yeah, you got a fresh perspective, which is, and you mm -hmm. got a proper perspective, which is more than I got. <laughs> so we're going to leave it at right. that. So there's this move talking criminal bounty hunter by the name of Early. I believe it's like what? Joel Early, I think that's the one thing that's left. His first name begins the J, but it's Bounty Hunter Early, played by I believe Brooke Chalmers is the name of the actor. I would say so. Yeah. I will take your word on that <laughs> once again. But yeah, a really tall, um, a physically imposing martial artist who, as soon as he invades the ship after they all go to sleep, he hands the ass of uh, he hands him a uh, Captain Malcolm's ass to him on a platter and knocks <laughs> him out before continuing his investigation of River. So he's a bounty hunter hired by the Alliance to um, capture River for like 200,000 like credits or like currency. And before they all go to sleep, the crew has a big argument on whether or not they should keep River on the spacecraft because they're deep in deep space, no planets, no base stations nearby. And they are all having a massive fight over the alleged danger of River because at the beginning of the episode, River's wandering the halls, hearing the thoughts of the other crew members. And she all of a sudden, she ends up in the hangar bay with trees and other things flowing about from her perspective, and she picks up a branch. But as soon as it snaps back to the actual reality, um, instead of a branch, she's holding a Desert Eagle um, a Magnum handgun. And uh, yeah. Malcolm is um, going, no, 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 and takes it away from her. So it establishes that River is not in the mentally best spot, because, spoilers, she comes from, like, a, she was the twin of the doctor who was taken and experimented on in a lab where her brain got all, like, spliced and cut up because of her telepathic powers. And she's been heavily mentally brain damaged as a result of that. Yeah, so she's a crazy telepathic mm -hmm. brain damaged person. Yep. And of course, the instant the gun, he sees the gun, everyone goes, oh, shoot. And they take it from her. And that causes a big discussion among the crew. And the engineer, and this is because they didn't see any of the other episodes beforehand, recounts an incident earlier in the show where the engineer was pinned down by three guys with guns. Uh, River wanders over, takes the handgun off from her, and then instantly kills all three of them by shutting her eyes and simply just letting her telepathy tell where the guys are to instantly kill them. 
and it frightens her and she's advocating that nah, it might not be the best idea keeping such a dangerous asset around who might like destroy the ship or destroy an important part of the ship and kill them all. Absolutely. She is very badass. Yeah. So unfortunately, it sets up this conflict between the crew where, um, of course, the doctor is going to be defensive of his sister, even though he does admit that it's a struggle to be with her. And she hears all of that in the, in the hallways wandering around because they're all having private conversations. But you can't have a private conversation when you're talking near a telepath that can read your thoughts. It sets up the potential of like a big like uh, conflict from the telepath River and her brother and everyone else in the ship where River thinks she's not needed, essentially, or not wanted. Right, yeah, because she, um, she, ha- yeah, she spends a lot of time thinking she's not wanted and not, yeah, not very and, pleased. And the whole while that's happening, the bounty hunter actually is in a stealth ship above them, and he floats down in a spacesuit, and it's like Guardians of the Galaxy tier, like corny stuff, not an actual astronaut suit. Because remember, guys, this is science fiction. He has essentially just like a vest on and like a single helmet covering him, even though it's not like a <laughs> vacuum sealed suit where. You can, if your if your head's protected, you go out in space, the pressure is going to immediately crush your body. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, you know, because this is science fiction, we take the liberties with that and we just go, oh, okay, it's the future. That kind it's of thing. the future. That's and the fiction part of it. It'll always be the future. And then when the bounty hunter comes across, like there's this really gross moment where he threatens the female engineer going, I'm going to tie you up right now. And if you don't cooperate with me, your body's forfeit and says basically these disgusting power move things, which really get under her skin, make her extremely uncomfortable. It establishes the actor was good at this. Early's actor was good at this. Like he might claim himself as an honorable bounty hunter, but in reality, he's just a piece of shit who just gets off on people's suffering. Pardon my French, but. That's essentially what yeah, it sounds like. I don't think anybody that's a bounty hunter is a good person. Yeah. Yeah. They're sticking to like a code of conduct, but it's not really an honorable profession. And he, you could subtly tell that he gets off on the power, essentially, that having a, being a bounty hunter with a gun is to him, as physically imposing as he is. Undoubtedly. And then, of course, he gets the tables turned on him explicitly by um, when it seems that River's a ghost on the ship and you know, they can hear. Um, everyone throughout where it appears she's nowhere on the ship. And all of a sudden, when they get to the cockpit, they begin hearing her voice. And it's really spooky and eerie. And I thought it was a good twist. It sets it up for like the fiction part and supernatural powers. That I found was an interesting twist. Yeah, it's not really, it didn't really come to me as a surprise that she has powers. But mm-hmm. um, certainly it added a fun element. It reminds, I kind of got like uh it kind of borrowed from other characters. There's a bit of like Newt from Aliens. Uh, and then there's like kind of, there's a bit of like Emilia Jovovich from The Fifth Element in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kind of it borrows from other characters, but I'm not complaining at all. It made also the for Force it. from Star Wars, The Force. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's certainly a thing too. Yeah. It uses these elements and it kind of makes it, it, it uses it to like spice it up, but it doesn't like it borrows elements, but it makes it, it certainly stands on its own. I think a lot of this show, I can see why it's so highly rated. I mean, it's, it definitely seems like it influenced a lot after the fact, which yeah, kind of waters sure. it down a little bit for, for me, it watered it down a little uh, slightly. Yeah, for sure. Like with space westerns, like uh, 
I'm getting into why it was canceled, but probably because they weren't so appreciated by main networks and main audiences at the time that probably chose, like probably affected why I got canceled after only these few episodes because space westerns weren't quite in uh, fashion, I guess, so to speak, or, yeah. in, or in the public conscience, like The Mandalorian. Yeah, because we have Westworld now, we have The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett currently on Disney Plus at this time. Space western shows are now like, really picked up steam in like the second half like 2010s and now into 2020s now the new 20s yeah and everything. i want to say if this had it came out like i even feel like 2000 maybe like post 2005 like even giving mm-hmm. it not not even that many years later like a few years later maybe even i would say three or four i feel like it could have gained more traction mm-hmm. i definitely feel that way it's unfortunate that, it, that there wasn't more but mm-hmm. but we have fans at a fan expo and it got a movie three years afterwards serenity after 2002 so it did get a movie to sort of wrap things up and yes. it got comics and novels to tie into it yes it did and i will get uh, well you didn't catch the movie but i did see the movie and i'm gonna touch brush on that quickly i did have a little review but i'll get to that later uh i definitely thought the movie is a continuation of the series where the series leaves off also apparently was supposed to be the pilot originally, but I definitely felt like it established the characters more. Obviously being a movie, it had more time to do that, but even right off the bat, the opening scene is like him, the, the brother that's the, the medic rescuing River from the lab that she's being experimented on or whatever at Alliance. And it he like kind of establishes right away that they're brother and sister then the crew shows up well the crew comes in later and they kind of all get well established and i felt like it i felt like it did a much better job of setting that up versus the train job even though that was a decent alternative first episode too but i can see why this could definitely be the pilot where it was supposed to be but also it worked as a continuation so either way i really enjoyed the movie as as far as the show though the better episode overall better episode i would say the pilot for me Mm. do you agree oh this is actually interesting because i thought the final episode actually was the better one of the two that i saw so we actually have a bit of disagreement there well i guess i i had to go with the the first episode by default anyways because i didn't see the good version of the final episode which I, i will probably admittedly go back and i will watch the whole thing now but Mm. uh, you know for these purposes i had to go with the pilot i just i found it to be better overall i just like the the premise more for that episode like kind of like the thieving adventure premise versus like the bounty hunter that invades the ship to come after the the girl to kidnap the girl or whatever capture the girl Mm -hmm. the comparatively the premises the first one intrigued me more Mm-hmm. I felt like it's more it's more fun. But mm-hmm. you're saying the final episode is for yeah. you. Why do you say that? What I say to that is because I felt the stakes in the final episode were admittedly much higher, actually, in terms of the crew itself, because it was a question on the crew's loyalties to each other and like their friendship and the values and the struggles that they built up for like the other half of the show, which I didn't catch because, again, because the format, we're looking at the first and final episodes here. But I thought the conflict was actually much more like cerebral, actually. 
and more of like a actual struggle between friends, which is a harder issue to tackle than per se, like doing the right thing, which the first episode was about with like, but the evil, crazy Russian grandpa wanting the medicine that's supposed to go to like yes. these villagers that are suffering. Well, it was a good social message there. I thought the big cerebral conflict, like, oh yeah, that's something that keeps you on the edge of your seat there. So that's my take on why I prefer the second episode, the final compared to the first. Best scene. I think you're going to be in agreement here that the best scene was absolutely the fight sequence at the end of the first episode. Oh, heck yes. Like, yeah, the first, the fight scene at the end was really good, especially the ending to it when Reynolds kills the actual warrior guy working for the crazy Russian grandpa by actually, yes. after the final yeah. fight, after getting stabbed in the shoulder by him, goes, hey, yes. yeah. take the money back. We don't want it. And the warrior spits on him and says, I'm going to find you. And then, really? Boots him right into the engine, jet engine, and grinds him up. Bam. Done. Yep. That's done. how it's done. Oh, yeah. That's and, what we were all pining for. Yep. And then the next guy who they try to send back the money goes, okay, I'm going to do it for you because he doesn't want to get kicked into the jet engine. Yeah. Doesn't want to be kicked into the de- jet engine, but who knows where he was headed back to. Gosh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah. And especially getting the boomerang into the shoulder was just to cap off things. And kind of mm-hmm. got the whole thing, the whole fight started by... Uh, Oh, warrior yeah. guy throwing the boomerang into the mouth's shoulder there. Um, yep. Big ouch, which, but then he still recovers well enough to fight him. Yeah, well, that happens in in the movie, too. He actually, uh, as you find out, he has quite the threshold for pain. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, the worst scene. Worst scene. All right, this we might be in disagreement over, but what's your worst what? scene? My worst scene, I was going to say like the end scene of the final episode. I don't know if it was quite the end scene where like the bounty hunter gets like shot out into space. There's a like in the the final episode where the bounty hunter, I think the way I saw it was that he gets sh- shot out into space or whatever. He's kicked out into space because Reynolds appears behind him and gives him the boot. Yes. And then he's like, brings the the river check, gets pulled back. I don't know. It just looked kind of tacky to me. Maybe. I feel being drifted into space is actually a fairly horrible fate, but it's not established that he died. Oh, it's terrible, terrible fate. It's just kind of, I don't know. I guess I just had to pick one and I found it that it kind of, not the worst thing, but it, just as far as that goes, it's just kind of been done before. I guess in 2002, you know, or 2003, it uh, had been done a little less, I guess, with hindsight, you know. But I had to pick one, and that's the one I'm picking. Mm-hmm. So I just found it to be a little a little tacky, a little hacky, a little tacky. Uh, what are you saying here? My actual worst pick for the worst scene was in episode one, where the Alliance officer who um, hears the report on the cargo being missing goes, yeah, leave it. we got bigger things to worry about. Like, I kind of really question why they even needed that scene in the first place. On one hand, yeah. it does say going, oh, look at these disorganized and bad like Imperial scumbags that lead the Alliance and incompetent governments, her, her. I feel like the it doesn't carry that much weight on the in the episode overall. You could have axed that moment. And it would have been all fine. You could have asked that moment and just keep right on and develop the town and develop the town people suffering instead and actually focus more on the effects of that illness, the miners' illness they all had, instead of just going, ah, look at this medicine, Steve. We're just going to ignore that. Like, they actually wouldn't. Like, they could have just dropped that scene completely. Yeah, they they certainly could have done that. I can see how you could say that for sure. Mm -hmm. A bit of a filler. 
Yep. Bit of a filler. Oh, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to fill, fill a time, fill a time slot and you leave some stuff in because, I don't know, because you got to fill a time slot. Unintentionally hilarious scene. Unintentionally hilarious, a.k.a. It's so funny, I forgot to laugh. <laughs> Just makes like such a funny and unique combination. It's like, yeah, juxtaposition. like, hey, happy crazy Russian grandpa. Oh, look me. I torture you. Look, see, he's funny. <laughs> and everything. Yeah. The accent yeah. itself, good actor. And it's like, it's, it creates like kind of like a, like a underneath service, like, oh, this guy actually means business. So it does that. But the accent can 100% be just unintentionally hilarious because of that. Maybe when it comes to accents, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be careful. Yeah, definitely. He was hamming it up for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have anything for that. So, yeah, you reminded me of that. I would, uh, I would agree. Yeah, he was a very ham. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But it works, though. It worked absolutely. It was very wacky, but he made it work. And he was like this uh, eccentric, I guess, eccentric Russian guy with some money and had some evil ideas. <laughs> he was an evil Russian man. I got to steal your medicine. <laughs> so I'm taking it that you would watch the rest. Mm-hmm. That you it, will watch the rest. Well, it would be a point. good idea for me, but. Probably never will. If I do, it's going to be piecemeal because I'm not proactive to like look at all this. It's like, ah, wow, look at this and everything. <laughs> yeah. Did I just completely throw off what you were trying to do there? No, not at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. I could see. I could see. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I, I probably will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't actively seek it out. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching my regular, uh, I've got my own shows I'm watching right now. And then on top of these ones, trying to make it through this list, uh, I'm going to say that I would, I would watch the rest. Will I watch the rest? Well, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Because I felt that it's a show where continuity is key, actually, because the last episode's big question is whether or not River the Psychic gets taken by the bounty hunter. And of course, when I talk with the crew's heated debate, like we needed more time to develop that. I know we got a movie for this, but it doesn't have as much emotional impact when you see like what came before them and the conflicts and the bonds they throw and the potential wrench in that plan with the crew being freaked out by River Psychic Powers. It didn't have as much of an emotional impact on me as it would have if I was actually watching like the uh, whole episodes of the series. So for more context and more weight to those scenes, watching the other episodes in between the first episode and the last would probably have worked better, even if some of them are standalone and you can watch in a vacuum self-contained it overall seems like a series where you got to keep in mind the continuity so yeah i'd recommend you watch the rest and i probably at some point will eventually get around to doing it as well the 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 movie itself is i think it's pretty good as a standalone like i said it kind of it's a continuation of the series and it also works as a pilot so you don't need to really have any uh, I mean, reference doesn't hurt, but I don't think it's required. And uh, I really enjoyed the movie, having only seen two episodes, and one was a shitty version. So (laughs) having seen one and a half episodes, 
And I felt pretty, I felt like it uh, honestly established, like I said before, it established mostly everything within the first uh, five minutes or so, uh, like a good movie should. And, and uh, it, it it made it so that if you were a fan of the series, you could enjoy the movie. And if you'd never seen a single thing about the series, then you could enjoy it as a standalone, f- fun space adventure film. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you like to see it renewed? At the time, it could have been renewed. I could have seen it being, and I, we touched on this earlier, but Space Westerns weren't exactly appreciated at the time. So the answer to that question would be yes, I would like to see it. But given the um, commitments and how long, how much time has passed, like how would they really be able to truly follow up on it unless they did like some video game or an animated series where they could like de-age the characters back to what they were like 20 years ago when this came out? Yeah. If they really were to get a full continuation. I mean, mind Some you. Some of them still look this. I mean, Marina Baccarin still looks pretty much the same. Yeah. And Nathan Fillion, uh, too. Yeah. But, I know. When enough times pass, it seems like actually renewing it, unless they do like a time skip and they go on in a bit later, would be a good idea. But, ah, oh well. Nah. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> I would like to see another movie, though. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I'd be down for another movie because they could do another movie and they could make it like 20 years after or something like that. That mm-hmm. wouldn't be a, a, an issue at all because it's a sequel and they do that with a lot of sequels. So you could certainly do that more with a movie than you could with the t- a TV show sequel with the same. I mean, it's been done. Could it be mm-hmm. done here? I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure I mean, it could. Yeah. We're getting into real life issues too, though. The problem is with the recent allegations and the drama surrounding Joss Whedon, though, I don't yeah. think it actually would get renewed now because of everything in the tar and Joss Whedon's name becoming mud essentially because of what's happened with allegations of him like playing favorites, being like a hostile director to work for and everything. I think that drama would weigh on people a bit too much, though. If they were to do something in the future. Quite possibly. It is a different time. It's a different world. And these actors have done, I mean, I'm not even sure. Like who's Marina Baccarin is is like the only one that I've really seen in consistent things. I don't know who else. Nathan Fillion, I guess. He had a TV show Castle and he still often is um, voice work and everything. Yeah, and also show I video games. about that. Yeah, yeah. And Alan Teddy and Anna Baldwin, they still work. I guess they also like to do like voice work and show up in guest appearances yeah. and other TV shows Alan and everything. Tiddick. Yeah, that's who I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah he's been doing stuff. And They've Baldwin all been busy. is Baldwin. You know, Baldwin's always have work. Gosh. Hmm. I actually don't think this Adam Baldwin is not related to the actual Baldwin brothers who act. No, but he is but. the last name is Baldwin, so people will think that and he will get mm-hmm. work. <laughs> <laughs> he will get, he is a Baldwin, whether he's a Baldwin or not. Once a Baldwin, always a Baldwin. His name is Baldwin. I think he got hired because his name was Baldwin. Like, he had to know that. Right. He had to, Maybe. like, you know, he didn't try to change it or anything. And again, it is his name. So, once a Baldwin, always a Baldwin. Probably not related at all. I don't think so. Let me double check that. I think you're correct. You probably know you're correct, but I'm going to. If some, if by some reason he's just related to the Baldwin brothers, acting brothers, oh man. 
Adam Baldwin, is he a real Baldwin? <laughs> he is distantly related to the Baldwin brothers. Distantly related. Well, I stand corrected then, right here on this podcast. Misinformation alert, folks. Yes, sir. He is a distant relative. I mean, if you have the same last name, though, you're going to be somehow related. That's just the way it is. I'm sure people have similar, have the same last name as you that you don't know about, but you are somehow related to them. Possibly. Perhaps. Maybe their name changed. And maybe you don't even know you're related to them. Who knows? But bald, once a Baldwin, always a Baldwin. And that's the lesson. On Firefly. Uncancelled. I think I've hit everything that I want to talk about with Firefly, because I'm actually out of the notes. I'm out of notes. Um, yeah. One last plug for the film, Serenity. Check it out. That's all I have to say. Put a fork in it, it's done. 10% of nothingness. Let me do the math here. Nothing, and then nothing. Not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season, as well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash uncancelled. Wait a minute! Throw some O's and O's in there! What's your hurry? (laughs) 